You're listening to the number one podcast for nonprofit leaders, getting your nonprofit fully funded. This is the Fundraising Masterminds Podcast. And we're back for another episode of Fundraising Masterminds. And this is part two of starting a nonprofit, working with board of directors. And if you didn't catch part one, uh, you can look it up on YouTube. Uh, It's about who and how to recruit board members for your nonprofit. So definitely check that out. But today we're going to be talking about the roles and responsibilities of yeah. a board. So we're going to assume that you already have a board. Right. And we're going to be getting into what should your board be doing. Yeah, exactly. But before we get into it, I would love it if you could smash that subscribe button on YouTube and hit the little bell notification because we have weekly podcast episodes coming out for nonprofit leaders and we would really love for you to watch them. We don't want you to miss an episode. Definitely do that. And also want to remind you that we are available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you want to listen to us in the go, that would be awesome too. Yeah. So, Jim, let's get into the roles and responsibilities of boards. Yeah, I'm excited. You've been we, on uh, a lot of boards. I have. I've been pretty bored. Yeah, it's, <laughs> this is. <laughs> no, I've had I've had my fair share of uh, of decades of serving on board in in all capacities, from yeah. new board member to board president. So right. it's uh, there's a lot of lot of things to be thinking. About. I personally would love to hear kind of like your best board story and your worst board story. Wow! Holy cow! Well, I'll let you think about that. No, you... I, I, I think I have a couple of those already. So, okay. Yeah. Well, whenever yeah. you want to throw that in there, yeah, I know well, that I, would be really interesting. I will. I will. I'll, I'll think about ways to weave those in there, but okay. I've got a few of those already. So, Great. Yeah. Well, Jim, let's get into the yeah. roles and responsibilities. Yep. So what what are the priorities for you? Yeah. Well, you know, as my feeling is, I know you mentioned early on that uh, this would be maybe if it's established already, but really, mm-hmm. even if you're just starting out, it always helps to understand what the roles and responsibilities of the board, you know, even starting out, typically mm-hmm. you have, uh, you are required to at least have a president and a secretary, mm-hmm. but then you, as you want to start adding to your board, you, you need to know what the understanding right. is. Well, and last episode we talked about uh that 12 was the perfect number for right. a board ideal yep. ideal number mm-hmm. maybe not perfect right. number but yeah. yeah um but then yeah what what are your kind of standards in terms of boards because yeah. there's a lot of communication out there you know that a board should you know attend all the meetings they mm-hmm. should you know yep. raise a certain amount yep. of capital yep. Yep. every year they should be involved in the organization they should you know there's a lot of ideas out there but what what are the important things to yeah. you? Well, we've put together uh, five important okay. items that we're going to discuss today. And let's lead out with the first one. The first one is being a financial partner with the organization. Now, there, there's there's a lot of back and forth on should you have a specific dollar amount mm-hmm. that you're requiring people. And I don't really, I'm not in that camp. I've tried it before that, you know, every board member needs to give $20,000. And I think you we really do do limit who can be on our board based on that. Now, number one, don't get me wrong, I feel like it's extremely important that they are financial 
partners. Mm -hmm. They are giving financially, that people are committed to the long term to right. give to you. Uh, and and But I also believe that it needs to be what I call not equal giving, but equal sacrifice. So mm -hmm. just because one person's an attorney, the other is a small business owner that, you know, as long as they are making the same financial sacrifice, that's what's important. Mm -hmm. And I really want this to be a priority of an individual's giving. Mm -hmm. I believe that it all should start with the local church. So the priority over everything is the local church. Mm -hmm. But if I'm going to be on a board of an organization, I want this organization to be the next thing next to their church. I think that's so important. Mm -hmm. If we are number five or number six down on their giving, mm -hmm. that to me doesn't show the importance that you need from a board member. You think mm -hmm. about the the board of a major corporation. I know no major corporation that would ever allow someone to be on their board that's not a shareholder. And I see this as exactly the same way. I wouldn't want someone to be on if they weren't giving financially. The scriptural reference, where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. It's mm -hmm. not where your heart is, that's where your treasure will be. It, you, right. it, it leads with their giving. So that's right. the first one. So number one is make sure that they are a financial partner for the organization. And that giving is priority right. to them. Yep. I think if you're just starting a nonprofit, I think your board members need to be intending to give to the organization right. back in right. financially. Yeah. Well, and, and just starting out, you need to have someone make it a commitment for sure and not just... Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can count on me to give something sometime yeah. somewhere, but no, they're making an actual commitment. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So we got the first one under our belts. What is the second yeah. requirement for yep. a board in your opinion? Well, the second is be available for advice and counsel yep. for the, the leadership of the organization. And I can't tell you how important this is. Uh, one of the things that I think I hear more than anything from executive directors is the fact that they'll put an email out and say, I need your advice or I need your decision on something. And they'll they put it out to, to seven board members and not get one response back. Hmm. The frustration that they can lead to, the board has to be there as the advisors. They are the, they are the overseers of the organization. Mm -hmm. The executive director reports to the board. The board hires and fires the executive director. Mm -hmm. The board, uh, the executive director is accountable to the board. They set policies. Right. It is so important that if an executive director needs help, needs advice, mm -hmm. that you at least respond to an email. Mm -hmm. The fact that I hear board members uh, that board members don't respond yeah. to an executive director's email just boggles my mind. So yeah, I run a for-profit and I also run a non-profit and right. I have boards on both. And yep. um, you know, I know I've, I've had situations where the board has been unresponsive and I've had situations where the board is incredibly responsive. Right. And, um, and it's just very helpful as a leader uh, because I think when you're in the trenches, Right, you're. It's kind of like being in the field, and you're yeah. you're just playing whack-a-mole with all the problems of oh, the world. Yeah. You're right, dealing with the day to day, and yeah. the board is actually has a different perspective. Right, yeah, because they're yeah. not in the day to day. Right, they're, so they're seeing that big, yeah, that big oversight. Yeah, picture. so a lot of times when you go to the board and you say, "Hey, I'm dealing with this, or I need to make a decision about this," they're going to have a different perspective just right. because they're not in the weeds. That's right, and that's what makes it valuable. Yeah. Yeah, agreed completely. Yeah. And so it it is, you know, it really is one of those things that 
the uh, there need there you need to be a, a, available for the executive right. director. Now to be I able think one come. of the reasons why board members maybe don't feel like their opinion matters or maybe they feel like it doesn't matter if I'm that involved is because a lot of times the executive director of the nonprofit is kind of like this passionate leader. They're the ones right, that are, right. uh, you know, spearheading everything. And sometimes board members just kind of feel like, oh, they, they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, I just leave it with them. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, honestly, it doesn't matter how passionate of a leader you are, even if you're a Billy Graham, you need good, solid people around you uh, just at least to be praying for you right. or to be supporting right. you or checking you in, right. not checking you in, checking in with you mm -hmm. and making sure that, you know, you're doing okay. Yeah. And yeah. I think if you look at the board as a kind of almost like an accountability team. Right. Right. But they're, you're, they're part of the team. Yeah. That's they're right. Not, they're not just, hey, we need you uh, to require a legal requirement, right. you know, once a year. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, I think a lot of board members kind of take that approach of like, well, I'll just put in my, you know, I, I care about this organization, yeah, but, yeah. you know, they just require me to show up for a meeting, you know, a couple times a year. And right. I can do that. That's no big deal. But, right. But really to be an effective board, um, you know, you're really part of the team. Yeah. And it doesn't oh, mean yeah. that you're, you know, calling every day, but, right. you know, maybe a couple times a week or once a week at a yeah. minimum, yeah. you know, to say, how are you doing? You know, how yeah. can I help you? Is there anything, right. you know, that I can do? How are, what decisions are you making? Right. You know, uh, is there any advice that you need? Right. And like right. being proactive. Yeah. How can I make your job easier? Uh, right. that, I think a question like that to an executive director would mean the world to an yeah. executive director. Well, and even just communicating, if you're a board member, you know, communicating to your executive director, like, hey, we're here for you. Yes, that's We're right. backing you. That's right. You know, yeah. and we, we're not here to fight you or to, you know, we're on your team. Yes. You know, so right. include us in what's going on. And, right. you know, we'll, we want to know how we can help you. Yeah. You know, yeah. whatever way possible. Yeah. Well, and I understand there's a, there's a back and forth on this, finding a fine line. When you hire an executive director, you are hiring them to handle the day-to-day -day operations of things. Yeah. A board really, should not be in the office every day looking at right. and, and scrutinizing every yeah. decision. Well, that's not what I'm implying. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying let's clarify that yeah, just yeah, to yeah. make sure. Uh, but there's also board members who just feel like, well, I'll show up for a meeting mm -hmm. and that's my that's my obligation and commitment. And I don't believe that's enough. Right. Uh, I don't think just being at a meeting and raising your hand, I, I think that involves other areas we're going to talk about, especially involvement from the development area, but mm -hmm. there's so many areas that a board member can be involved yeah. in and need to look well, for. Well, I want to get into the other things because yeah. I want to know, like, well, what should a board be yeah. doing, you know, yeah. uh, because they shouldn't be involved in the day-to-day, -day, mm -hmm. but they right. also shouldn't be just showing up for Correct. a meeting once a year. Yeah. Yeah. So they there is a clear you know, role. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, and Absolutely. responsibility. So yeah, yeah. let's get into the third. Yeah, that leads to the third, yeah. which is really important, which is helping to generate revenue mm -hmm. for the organization. They need to have responsibility. Uh, we all know, or at least we've heard, that board members have fiduciary rights. They are responsible for making sure that the organization is run in a sound and effective and a legal manner. Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes that's confused that that means how money is spent, but it also includes 
the raising of money as well too. Mm -hmm. So board members can't just turn that over to the executive director or development person and say, I wash my hands, we've got an executive director and a development director, and as a result, I don't need to be part of that. They need to be involved actively in helping to raise money for the organization. So having individuals over to my house and the executive director or development director or program director comes in and shares what the organization is doing and some financial opportunities mm -hmm. needs to be on the table. Going to lunch with the executive director and a colleague of mine or somebody in my Sunday school class mm -hmm. to hear about what the organization is doing is essential. Mm -hmm. Being a table host at a Perfect Vision dinner is extremely important. Mm -hmm. Helping to get sponsorship, sponsors if you do sponsor events. So all those kinds of things, your right. active involvement in the raising of funds is so important right. to that. You know, let me give you a great example. I was on the board of a pregnancy center mm -hmm. and they had just brought on a new executive director. Yeah. And one of the things that the executive director had said to us was that she didn't feel comfortable in raising money. Hmm. And if she was gonna be required to help to raise money for the organization, she didn't know how much longer she could be in that position. And So what I, did she feel comfortable doing? What did she feel comfortable doing? Yeah. All the day-to-day -day operations, running, running the, the organizations, team. managing the staff. But she just wanted to do the, kind of be like the uh, CEO kind of thing, but be not, this, this, but not Financial. Not well, right, exactly. She didn't feel comfortable isn't, in the raising isn't of money part side of, of things. Running a nonprofit, bringing in money. It for an executive director, it's primary. It's yeah. it it is almost job number one. But right. when she was hired, she did not. That was <laughs> not one of the commitments that they specifically outlined mm. to her when she joined. Seems, and uh, so when I came on the board. <laughs> It, well, I, I know that may seem that way, but that she was not the first executive director that I've worked with on a board that that said that I don't see that as my role and my responsibility. Hmm. Um, clearly, that should have been outlined and identified early on with the person before they were hired. But maybe in, that, do in a, that case, maybe we it should wasn't. do an episode in the future about the roles and responsibilities of an executive director. Uh, I think it's a great thing to do what's Absolutely. the what should the executive director be doing and what should the exec uh, the development director be doing right uh, obviously what, a lot of nonprofits don't have both of those roles right but if right. you don't have a development director but even if you do have a development director, oh. you, the executive director still needs to be involved. Absolutely, but I can't tell you how many nonprofits I've worked with where the executive director wants to hire or feels like the minute they hire a development director, they're washing their yeah, hands of all right. development activities. We'll have to save that for another episode. Oh, for we sure. will, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. But going back to this example, yeah. this individual just really, really said, I don't feel comfortable in doing development activities. Mm -hmm. And so I and another board member, and I can remember it like the meeting was yesterday, it was on a Saturday and Saturday morning, and we were having, it was after a board meeting, mm -hmm. and we had a long discussion with her, and she was, you know, literally in tears in that this was very, very difficult for her. And we simply challenged her and asked her to pray about it. And I didn't know which way it was gonna go. Hmm. But that was a Saturday. By Monday evening, I got a call from her. And she said, I spent 
two agonizing days praying about it and just I had to give it over to the Lord and just say, if you want me in this position, you're going to have to give me the strength to be uh, be good at development fundraising. Hmm. And I can tell you within two years, she was one of the, the top leaders I'd ever worked with wow. in helping to raise money for the organization. And she is an amazing development person right now. Hmm. And uh, it's just, it, it it's a credit to her surrendering it over to the Lord, but mm-hmm. also to God working through a difficult situation. Well, and when you really start to understand what development is all about, you realize that it's, it's actually about relationships. It's not about fundraising. That's that's right. Uh, That's and right. so once you once that clicks, yeah, you know, yeah. then it becomes a whole lot easier, especially yeah. if you're a people person. That's right. And you love people. That's right. And a lot of executive directors do love people. Are, are people right? Yeah. Exactly. So, well, actually, I, I think that is what turned the corner for her because right. uh, she was a people person, right. and I think she really saw that. Okay, maybe there's there's some value in this because maybe I can salvage this mm-hmm. because I do love people. I love what I love you said. I don't remember where you said it. Uh, if you said it in the course or if you said it in a future, in a past episode. At one point in time, you referred to it as uh, nonprofit leaders being opportunity makers or yeah. uh, what was that? Blessings, Blessings, Blessings brokers. brokers. Yeah, exactly um, right. And so, yeah, yeah. I like that yeah. term because when you start to realize that, um, you know, development is about giving people the opportunity to invest right. in the kingdom. Right. Yep. Yeah. You know, that That's is right. a different mindset yeah. than... Um, Hey, we need money. Oh, absolutely. You know, because one has a begging feel. Right. The other right. has an investment feel. Yes. And when yep. you're making an investment into the kingdom, yep. you know, yep. there's a lot of people out there that are looking right. Right. for places to invest in the kingdom. Right. Um, you're giving them that opportunity. And I know um, for my nonprofit with Reaching the Heart of Zambia, I really had that paradigm shift as well. Right. Where uh, on the one hand, you know, you're like, man, I feel like I'm asking for money all the time. But then whenever I struggle with that mindset, I start to just think, you know, right. I'm just I'm just letting people know of yeah. the opportunity. Right. They can choose to give or not to e- give. Exactly. My job isn't to feel the weight of, you know, trying to raise all this money. That's right. that's God's job. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. ultimately I'm just making people aware yeah. and then trusting that God will bring exactly. in the, the amount. It's presenting the opportunity and the power of the Holy Spirit and leaving the results right. to and God. I think That's when you, what it is. When you present it like that, right. you're going right. to, people receive it a lot better. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've had emails come back to say, thank you for letting me know of this opportunity. I right. didn't even know it existed. Right. You know? exactly right. And they well, don't feel like I'm asking for money. They, yeah. they feel like I'm presenting them an opportunity yeah. and they can choose to take exactly. it or they can choose not to take it. Right. Well, it's been said that every organization has needs, but few have opportunities. And presenting it from an opportunity standpoint mm-hmm. is, is the way to go. In fact, we know that it says in scripture, uh, in, in Malachi, you know, just try me and test me mm-hmm. uh, in that. And we know we can't outgive God. And we know that when we give, God will bless us. Those are all promises in scripture. Mm-hmm. So essentially what we're doing is when we provide an opportunity to give, we are providing them an opportunity to be blessed by God. When we don't ask them, we are denying them the blessing of God. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to be accused of somebody who didn't provide an opportunity for somebody right. to be blessed. I am I'm I'm giving them an amazing opportunity. Right. Well, and you don't also want to be the person who is 
making it your responsibility well, no, to for sure. hold the weight of this nonprofit on right. your back. Yeah, yeah. It's really the Lord's. If it's the Lord's organization, truly is, then right. he is he owns it all and he's it's his responsibility, not ours. Right. Yeah. And he wants to take it. Yeah. So that's a good reminder, Jim, that the board does need to be actively involved in development. And again, it's just more the mindset of, hey, I'm on this board. Right. And my job is to let people know of the opportunities, which means that the board needs to be aware of the opportunities. Right. So there does need to be some communication between the executive director and the board members. Oh, absolutely. Uh, because if the executive director just kind of keeps everything to herself. Right. Uh, and doesn't communicate those opportunities, then the board can't you know, right. network yeah. with people. Oh, yeah. So uh, with that in mind, let's get into the fourth role and responsibility of a board member. And that is attending board meetings. And in fact, we recommend 70% of board meetings and also attending development activities mm -hmm. and, and participating in those activities as well, too. Mm -hmm. Getting back to the 70%, we recommend that a board member attend 70% of the meetings every year. Mm -hmm. Now, there are some boards that meet quarterly, some meet every other month, and some meet monthly. Mm -hmm. And so I think that from my standpoint, needs to be taken into consideration because if your meeting uh, is quarterly and somebody meets misses one to two times a year, well, right. that's pretty significant. If someone misses two out of 12 meetings, if you're you're doing a monthly meeting, yeah. that isn't as, as significant. So that's why we put the percentages on there. Here's a question for you. Yeah. Um, I know I've thought about this uh, for our nonprofit, but it, how do I know how often the board should be meeting? Like, yeah, well, know. it you know, honestly, it really comes down to how many important items need to be decided by the board. And and in a sense, the answer is it needs to meet as frequently as it needs to meet. And so what I mean by that is that I've got I've got boards that they just meet monthly and they spend half the time either discussing something that could have been discussed in an email or twiddling their thumbs, just hearing about day-to-day right. -day operations. So you right. really need to look at, I would personally, I think you're fine to meet quarterly, mm -hmm. to be honest. I, th I think not that much of significance needs to be decided face-to-face -face more right. than that, but I'm, I'm gonna not knock someone. If you're an executive director, right. and you're going through the day-to-day, -day, right. what is the qualifications for a board item. Right. Well, well remember, day-to-day um, -day operations, if I've, if I've got staffing issues, if I've got personnel issues, mm -hmm. someone, you know, isn't pulling their weight, someone isn't doing what they need to do, I need to decide on what the brochure is going to look like for my... Right. Those are all day-to-day. -day. Those are all day-to-day -day so things. Board so shouldn't be doing don't that. need to do that. Right. Board needs to set policies and procedures. If I'm redoing my bylaws or deciding whether my state of faith is is mm -hmm. at completely accurate or needs to be updated. Those are the kinds of things. Those are important policy right. making decisions that a board needs to be involved right. in. Well, so and also because that's usually not done very. It's not changed very often. Right. You know, right. I would exactly. say the board should be involved in vision. Oh, without, and direction, without a doubt. You know, fund uh, fundraising campaigns for sure. You know, uh, like if are we going to do a vision dinner this year or even how, starting a capital campaign, whatever. Yes. Right. How much? money are we going to raise? What what kinds of things are we going to try to accomplish? Right. 
I, I like to think of it as like the strategy, anything related to strategy. Correct. Right. That's is, right. Uh, board. Right. You know, it's like That's the right. board members are your chess players for the organization. Right. Trying right, to put right. you in good positions. That's right. That's you exactly know. right. Yeah. Well, it's from my standpoint, I believe when you were talking about, you know, setting, setting the direction, mm-hmm. I believe a board should meet at least once a year for strategic planning. And I would recommend more than just a board meeting. In fact, find a, a retreat center. Uh, I, I think about a pregnancy center board we used to have uh, when I was on that we would go out to a ranch, someone's ranch in, in Virginia, and spend two days, uh, a Friday night and all day Saturday, yeah. going through t- t- strategic yeah. planning. Right. We would do that once a year. Yeah. And it's so important. Well, and it, gives, it helps the board to feel like they're a part of, you know, I, I, absolutely. setting they're, the direction of... And they're owners. They become, they they yeah. really are owners in a sense. Right. Uh, and that helps build the ownership. You can take care of the budget. Right. You can take care exactly. of the items for the year. You can right. set the direction. Right. You know? Right. Right. Get everything in motion for the new year. Yeah. And, and they, they, when you feel like you're involved in the decision making and setting direction, then of course you want to give more and you're you're not hesitant or reluctant when we talked about this in the last episode but i'll just mention it again that there's really not that much different between a for-profit organization and a non-profit organization in terms of you know how it should be run right a lot of times people think that non-profits are like anti you know income oh anti money you know we're not we don't want money at all right just don't right yeah we don't touch money and the reality (laughs) is is that a non-profit is a tax status absolutely it's just how the profit is categorized right you know in the irs's eyes but you still need to make money right you still have expenses yeah and if your expenses are higher than your income yeah yeah you're not gonna survive yeah you can't be living in the red every year and expect to keep the doors open and so you know just like in a corporation that is profit like apple or amazon you have a board of directors that Mm -hmm. gets together and they have meetings to talk about what are we going to be building what are we going to be doing yeah the direction they hold the ceo accountable right it's it's really not that much different you know in a nonprofit. right right but you know it's so funny i've said this over the years is that i can't tell you how many board members that are amazing business people Mm -hmm. they check their brain at the door when it comes to <laughs> attending nonprofit. Why we, do you think they do that? I, it, it is so strange. It's there's something with that. Well, we are nonprofit, so we are not profit motivated. We are mission motivated. And to like you said, I mean, to a degree, that's very, very true. A large degree. But th- so many of the practices and principles, setting budgets, having a marketing strategy, making sure that you are are really accountable to a board and to other things. Those kinds of things, people will forget that business people who do it every day, who push it, sell it. It's right. all of a sudden they they just jettison those things yeah. that were so well, I valuable. Think, I think they probably why they do that is because they think, well, the mission is more important okay. than money. Correct. And That's so exactly just right. whatever we gotta yeah. do to do the yeah. mission. Yeah. But it just like in business, right? Like yeah. I mean, if your mission was to make an iPhone, yes, but you couldn't balance your, you know, books, right, or you couldn't market it correctly, yeah, the iPhone isn't going to be successful. So, right, yeah. uh, it's yeah. kind of the same idea there with a nonprofit. Like, you might have a great mission, yeah, but I mean, if you don't market it right, you don't get the word out right, you don't Absolutely. have the right strategy. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. your mission isn't going to go anywhere, yeah. right? So. Yeah. 
Well, you look at like some of the great leaders like Bill Bright or Billy Graham or um, Chuck Swindoll or any of these right. great Christian leaders. Right. They usually have great marketing behind oh, them. Absolutely. They, I mean, we don't tend to think of um, Billy Graham as a have having great marketing, right. but I mean, right. somebody had to organize those crusades. Somebody yeah. had to market those crusades. Right. Somebody had to get the word out. And if they didn't do that well, right. then Billy Graham wouldn't have been a very effective yeah. leader. Yeah. I mean, he it's, was only effective because he had great people behind him. Exactly. Well, I worked for 18 months for Bill Bright directly, and mm -hmm. I can tell you that he was an amazing Asker, he he had no problem. He was a businessman himself. He owned a candy company, Bright's Fancy Candies, and he could talk businessman to businessman very easily. He had no hesitation asking for money, but it wasn't in his confidence. It was in the confidence of the Lord. He knew right. that God had placed on his heart these strategies, but those strategies needed funding. And he had no problem to walk in the door, because I saw him do it, ask for a million dollars at 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 the drop of a hat, ask a, a business person. I'm sure it was and, more of an investment ask, right? Oh, without Not like begging, without, right? Without a doubt, that's yeah. exactly what it is. Where you're well, making this investment into the kingdom, yeah, and it's going to leave a legacy, yeah. And and as you said earlier, it's it's providing an opportunity. It's not, oh, please, will you give money, or we will have to shut our doors, right? And so uh, it's it is just so important mm -hmm. that the, it's presented as an opportunity, not as a need, right. uh, especially not begging from yeah. that standpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Number five. Yes, item number five. Now, this is primarily directed to our ministries, our mm -hmm. faith-based organizations. I believe it's so important to pray for the organization. Prayer is the basis and the foundation. Jesus would go off for days and pray and ask the Lord's uh, guidance and direction on things. Yeah. We need to do the same thing. As board members, they should be expected to pray regularly, daily, weekly, monthly for that. And I'd, I'd add in another element in there. How about doing some fasting? We don't talk about fasting enough. Fasting and praying for the organization that you serve and that you come alongside and uh, oversee is just so important. Well, I've heard it said that a board that prays together stays together. So, uh, I've heard that said, yeah. yeah, and I think it's so important that uh, that they mm -hmm. do and and you know set aside time every board meeting to have some uh, community collective prayer. So often, you know, we tend to think of prayer as not accomplishing anything, right? You know, because we're sitting or uh, kneeling or whatever, but we're not doing anything, right? Right, and right, right. it feels unproductive yeah well, uh, but I, that's really i mean that's that's really a a wrong <laughs> view oh yeah of, wrong of because prayer. you know when when you are uh on your knees and <laughs> and casting your burdens out on the lord i mean there is spiritual activity that starts happening so that reminds me of a passage of scripture in james chapter four where james says um you have not because yeah you not. right one of his points that he makes is you're either praying with the wrong motive, right? Or you're not praying at all, right? You know? Exactly. And I think that's a lot of times uh, we're either not praying at all, right? Or when we do pray, we're like, God, I really need this right now. I need you to do what I want, right? And we're not really fully surrendered, right? To allow God to do what He wants, right? You that's know. Right. And I yeah. think that's a big piece yeah. of prayer is surrendering our will 
to the Lord's will. Yep, that's right. Um, because ultimately, we want His will. Right, right. If God, let's take Bill Bright for example. Okay. Bill Bright had a vision. Yeah, tremendous for, vision to reach all college students of the world. But do you think that he imagined the vision that God had for him? Bill Bright's plan was enormous, but God's plan for it was bigger. And and even as enormous as Bill Bright's faith was, God's faith was bigger. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and he asked for big things. And I think we need to realize with our nonprofit is that if God has helped you establish this organization, right. uh, he could take it away in a heartbeat. But if he wants it to succeed, we've got to realize that he's going to provide for those things. So yeah. to ask God to help bless our organization is not with the wrong motives. That is with the right motives, because if God wants us to well, continue... It depends on why you're asking him to bless the organization. Are you asking him to bless the organization because you don't want to look bad? Or that you <laughs> need a little bit more money for your staff or whatever it is. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't want to look bad or you want to look like a good leader. Correct. Or if yeah. it's all about you, yeah. well, then, then you're asking for the, the wrong, wrong motives. motives. Yeah. Right. But right. but at the same time, I I I know people who yeah. you know have ministries who are huge visionaries. In right. fact, um, yeah. the leader in my Zambia organization, the guy, the the pastor in Zambia, yeah. right. he sure. has an incredible vision for reaching uh, the, communities in Zambia, in Zambia, and it's when he talks about it, it gets me fired up. Yeah, but I right. honestly feel overwhelmed. Yeah, you yeah. know, and I, I kind of just like, man, I don't know how we're gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's I, what you need. I that's love the kind it. of leader you need. Yeah, yeah. Without vision, the people perish. That's right. what Scripture says. Second Chronicles sixteen nine. <laughs> I don't have it memorized. I'm just reading it off the screen. Yeah, but yeah for it sure. Says, uh, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro uh-huh. throughout the whole earth oh, to yeah. give strong support to those hearts who are blameless towards Him. Yes, exactly. And um, I think, you know, prayer kind of does that. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's surrendering our hearts to the Lord. Right. Right. That's because right. ultimately, you know, if we're in the nonprofit to make a name for ourselves or yeah. to make a legacy for yep. ourselves, yep. then I don't think God's going to get that excited about no, that. No, he won't bless that for um, sure. But if we truly are surrendered. Right. Thinking exactly. of Bill Bright, thinking yeah. of Billy Graham, yep. thinking of those people. And certainly there's lots of... Um, uh, local people that right. are surrendered. But I think it's just really important that we get our hearts right yeah. because right. I think God wants to bless yep. our organizations, yeah. but we have to be willing to let him. Right. Uh, and, and we can't be in control. Right. You know, we have right. to let him be in control. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if we truly do surrender that to the Lord and we have a big vision. Right. That's right. God is, that scripture says that God is looking for yeah. people like that. Yeah, yeah, who's hard is And that Im- also implies that there's not many. Right, oh yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, if you It can, doesn't say he easily found them, right? Right, he says he's looking. <laughs> yeah. All over the world, he's yeah. looking. He yeah. can't find them. Yeah. They're not there. I don't yeah. know where they yeah. are. Yeah. And he's looking for people that right. are fully surrendered. Right. That's and right. I think we have an opportunity yeah. uh, to fully surrender our yeah. organization yeah. and God could bless it. Yeah. So Jim, we need to wrap it up real yeah. quick, but um, why don't you recap the five sure. requirements for a board? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Number one, to be willing to give financially. Yep. Number two, to be involved actively in the organization by providing counsel yep. to make sure that you're active in helping to raise money for the organization, yep. to regularly attend board meetings. We talked about 70% mm-hmm. and to also participate in the development activities mm-hmm. of the organization. And number five, to pray regularly for the organization. Yeah. 
We also have this written up in a PDF. And if you'd like to download that and print it out, um, there's a link in the description. You can do that. So yep. definitely check that out. And I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to this episode. And again, uh, if you haven't watched the first episode, definitely check that out. This is a two-part series. Uh, And I'd also encourage you to subscribe to this channel because we have lots of great new content coming out every week. You can also follow us on Instagram. Jim and I both have Instagram accounts. Right. And we're posting, you know, personal things, but also professional things. And and development tips and suggestions. We may not mention on this show. Right. Um, So Jim, how do people keep up with you on Instagram? Just go to at Jim W. Dempsey. Yeah, and you can also find me at Jason.Galasinski. And we also have a, a social media account for, for Fundraising Masterminds. Yeah. It's Fundraising.Masterminds. Yeah. Um, I also just wanted to mention real quickly that we have a course coming up. Uh, if you're interested in getting personal coaching, uh, we do a, a course two times a year, one Mm -hmm. in the spring and one in the fall, where we take a group of people through best practices of development. We come in arm in arm, hand in hand, to walk you through the process of getting your nonprofit fully funded. And if you're interested in that, or you wanna learn more, you can check that out at fundraisingmasterminds.net. But thanks again for tuning in, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Take care. (laughs) 